Hey, before we get started today, I just want to let you know that there were some video issues with the Zoom call. Uh, Zoom does a great job of allowing people to work remote, as I'm sure a lot of people have learned over the past year, but it's not perfect. So um, eventually, I would love to have an in-person studio or be able to travel to certain guests um, for the podcast uh, now that things are opening up. But right now, we're just going to have to have an audio-only podcast. So after the intro, um, you'll just hear our interview and discussion. So thanks and enjoy. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Mint Backstage. Thanks so much for joining us. Happy to be chatting today with Danielle Cosby. She is a wonderful singer, born and raised in Michigan, who is currently living in Nashville. I catch up with her on the recent move, uh, some of the artistic projects she's been involved in, and we chat about her upcoming single that drops this weekend. If you like today's episode and you want to support my podcasting efforts, you can head on over to patreon.com slash There you can contribute at different tier levels to get access to early episodes of the podcasts that I produce, as well as exclusive merch a monthly mailed newsletter, and more. You can also go to DutcherSnedeker.com to get updates on everything else that I'm currently up to on the internet. And if you feel compelled, feel free to follow, subscribe, share, whatever platform you happen to be watching or listening to this episode on. Interact with it. It helps me out, and it shows your support for the podcast. All right, let's get right into the conversation with Danielle Cosby. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Oh, it's so good to see your face. How are you? Good. Good. I'm uh in the 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 thick of I don't know, wedding summer. So <laughs> Oh, you don't got to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's it seems like it's it's just strapped from like the combination of like everyone who rescheduled with the people who scheduled for this year and then the last minute like oh we can do a wedding uh can you book it three months from now <laughs> yes it is crazy town uh there's a lot going on there are a lot of different moving parts for sure and everyone is just running around like chickens with their heads cut off hoping that we make it to the end of this season so that we can actually be prepared for next season now because really no one I mean still even as of like May no one this year really knew how successful we were going to be able to be this season so it's just been kind of like a waiting game but yeah here we are we're doing it <laughs> we're doing the best <laughs> we can Right. Yeah. Yeah. How's uh how's the transition to Nashville been? I mean, I know it's been a few months, but it's probably been Yeah, it's actually <laughs> it'll be a year in next week, actually. Oh, I've been wow. I moved here last July. I know, crazy. Um, it's going well. It's it's still weird. It's still a little bit hard to actually get 
transitioned into the music world down here because I'm still like my focus is still in Michigan with Blue Water Kings and stuff. Right. But it's happening slowly but surely it's happening. And now that the world is opening up and is kind of back to normal, which it has been here in Tennessee, it's been pretty much normal for a while. Um but still, it's still, it's an interesting transition, but it's going great. I love it here. It's definitely, definitely where I'm meant to be at this time in my life. So yeah, it's going well. Yeah. That's always a good feeling that you've, you made the move and you're like, I'm not crazy. This is actually what I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the jury's still out. I probably am crazy, but <laughs> for other reasons. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh, wow. It's already been a year. So you've mainly just spent a year kind of looking at Nashville through your house window and being like, someday I'll go to this spot or this spot. Or <laughs> Yeah. It's been a lot of, uh, a lot of time in, uh, <laughs> a lot of alone time, which has been good. It's been really good. A lot of just kind of hanging out at home with the animals in the backyard and a lot of chance to just kind of like catch up just with yourself which has been it was definitely it was definitely needed I think we all needed a little time to catch up with ourselves yeah yeah I definitely felt like last year was the like it, it it wasn't something as drastic as like I can't do music anymore it was more like I need to reevaluate like how my weeks are conducted so that I can mm-hmm. keep doing like keep keep doing more but like more things that are you know what I want to focus on um and trying to get out of that like you know the post academia mindset of like you just keep saying yes, and yeah. then you'll get all the opportunities. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people have, uh, I mean, COVID was great for that, for giving people a chance to kind of recalibrate and figure out like, you know what, I don't really want to go back to normal, whatever normal was before. I don't want to go back to that. I think I think music musicians especially have been feeling that or I mean people any with any job really just kind of being able to take a second and be like okay these are the things that I want to carry forward into the new world and these are the things that I don't want anything to do with anymore and giving us a chance to actually like do that where otherwise we don't ever have a chance to do that it's just go 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 and hopefully more people coming out of this are going to be able to be happier. (laughs) I know it's been, it's been a tough year for everyone, mental health wise and everything, but hopefully this has given us the tools to really pay attention and take forth with us the things that actually give our lives meaning and our worth. Yeah, I definitely felt like the in terms of the social aspect, it, you know, the people joke that like, when you get into your later 20s, going into your 30s, it's like, all right, you're down to like, you you know, six people that you or you know, however small your friend circle is. Um, but mm-hmm. it was, it was 
interesting seeing like who you know the like just the different outreach from different parts of you know the people I surround myself with whether it was like yeah you know people reaching out with a phone call or you know a text or you know uh getting some sort of like like hey just checking it like you know people Mm -hmm. understanding that everyone's going through something and they want to see everyone supported. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of friendships were tested and um, now we know (laughs) the things and the people that we, that are actually good for our lives. Yeah. To be, and to be able to like kind of just have that, feeling coming out of everything like okay the I definitely know I have support uh now I I can step more confidently back into the public and and trying to do stuff um Mm -hmm. I definitely felt that on the residency gigs that I had at the listing room that that Mm -hmm. was like you know an unexpected like hey can you do valentine's weekend hey can you do the next weekend hey can you do a trio for march how about april how about may (laughs) and it it just it kept going and uh it was it was nice to see like people coming out to support that or you know just feeling like oh yeah i i you know i'd had a year off gigs but that doesn't mean i you know completely forgot how to do what i do (laughs) right yeah (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and that's probably an opportunity that maybe you otherwise wouldn't have been able to commit to if things were normal, whatever that means. You know, these types of little side gigs, residency gigs, doing virtual things, people were actually able to choose, like, I'm doing this because I want to, not for money, (laughs) not for uh, exposure or whatever, you know, it's just like, it's being able to choose, which gives gives meaning behind your music again which I think a lot of us lost for a while yeah it definitely felt like you know the having having a year even with like not being able to do a lot I still you know earth radio still put out a record and we had you know working on stuff there and blushing monk put out a record at the top of the year and I was on a lot of records that were recorded last year (laughs) um and it was it was interesting to see like the people who, you know, cause I, I obviously I don't blame anyone who, who just was like, I disappeared and shrunk into a tiny hole and now I'm slowly emerging. Um, yeah. and then to also see the people who are like, all right, even, even if we can't get paid for it or if we, you know, we're having trouble getting the pay we want from it, like we're going to figure out how to collaborate or, you know, support mm-hmm. musicians and, all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're doing music because we need to, because it feeds our souls, not because it's feeding our bank account, which yeah. we've all, I mean, especially, you know, those of us who like music as our full-time job, you know, you kind of forget that like a lot of what we do is for a paycheck and you kind of forget why you got into this in the first place and why we want to be doing music in the first place. So it's, it was good for, like I said, just kind of feeding, feeding our souls in that way. Yeah. And really like, you know, I, I was, 
glad to like have music as like you know this this continuing constant even with like you know so many instances of like oh yeah my friend moved back to michigan because they couldn't afford to live in this big music scene or the company they worked for Mm -hmm. dissolved or the band they were in broke up or you know just so many like (laughs) moments of like you know like everyone's going through it um yeah but yeah i think there's there at, at least you know, I'm ho- I'm hopeful it continues past the summer, but at least this summer, it seems like a lot of audiences are very vocal about like mm-hmm. they wanted live music and they missed it and they enjoyed the show. Yeah, or, yeah. I don't know if you've yeah. seen that at like yeah, it was a reset. Yeah, I've I've seen that on a lot of Blue Water Kings weddings because usually it's like you know people are happy that there's music in general, but there's definitely like a lot of people who are this is my first show back since you know everything shut down and (laughs) yeah yeah it's definitely a very special vibe that we've got going on right now people are so appreciative that this can even be happening and they're just so happy to be together and so happy to have great music and they want to express that and that's been very special last even last year I mean, the very few weddings that we could do last year, you know, there, I really was enjoying the whole micro wedding thing that people were doing where it's like, forget the reset, like forget the whole plan. We're having 20 of our closest family and friends. And I even started telling my clients this who, you know, who were kind of like freaking out about having to cut down their guest list. Like, you know what, from the experiences that I've had, this creates such a special vibe when it's it's only the people that you really care about the most that are sharing your special day with you. You don't have to worry about these people that you're not going to see again for 10 years. <laughs> well, you right. haven't seen in 10 years. You don't have to feed 300 people. It's just like, it's getting back to bare bones and what really matters. And it's been really cool to see that and really cool to be a part of that and the musicians that can be there it's been like I said just a really special vibe that a lot of people a lot of clients even you know they might have had their little micro wedding and then we're planning on having the full reception the following year or when things open back up and a lot of people came back and said you know what I am fully happy with what we had we don't even want to have a big party again next year so it's, I think it's been really a good reset for everyone to just kind of like take a breath and think about the things that really matter yeah. and only pay attention to that. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it definitely feels like people do like, you know, everyone, everyone had this shared experience. Everyone learned something. <laughs> The, mm-hmm. you, you know about themselves or their, you know, the people they yeah. surround themselves with or you know I've, I've seen a lot of people who even just the simple like I mean you moved but that was I don't know how far well I guess yeah it's been a year you moved a few months into quarantine so in the it's like middle of a pandemic yeah yep. <laughs> and I sure did and it's like I've seen a ton of people who like you know they wrote it out 
the last year at whatever house and now they're like i have to move somewhere i have to you know change of scenery change of routines like something's got to be different (laughs) exactly yeah and for me it was it was like okay well either i could be quarantined in michigan or i could be quarantined in tennessee (laughs) and (laughs) for me it was it was really important there was a lot of other toxic things happening in my life that it was just really I think if I would have stayed it would have been detrimental so I think I got out at the right time which everyone's like how why did you move in the middle of quarantine like how does that how does that work I'm like you know what it's working we're making it work and it was the best it was definitely the best decision I could have made yeah it's it's sometimes it's you know, just that little push of like, you know, committing to something new that drastic because yeah. it's like, yeah, moving to a whole city. Now your all your goals list becomes that much more important <laughs> than just mm-hmm. being like, well, I'll get to these goals. And I'm, you know, I've, I've kind of achieved a lot in the, in the sphere that I'm in. And, but yeah, now there's like, there's that excitement of the challenge and the, and the growth and all that. Right. <laughs> Right. There's a lot riding on it. I mean, if I wouldn't have moved, I don't think that I would be releasing new music right now. I would have been still stuck in a mostly like a corporate setting. So, I mean, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And, and is it, was part of the move so that you could like have a more or like expand more on your solo career? Or is it like a combination of like, I want to do original music, but I also know that there's a bunch of touring opportunities too, or. <laughs> yeah. So or I definitely yes. <laughs> do want yes to all of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I do feel a little bit like split personality in my music career because like this one side, like I really do want to focus on my original music and kind of um, tailoring that whatever it's going to be and then also I do really enjoy like the management side of things too and I think that that uh, that suits me well so but there are a lot of opportunities out here so I mean I would I really right now I'm just a sponge and I'm like taking any opportunity that I can I'm just excited about any opportunity that's going to come my way I would love I mean I love just singing background vocals I would just love to be on tour just singing background. Like that would just be like dream come true for anyone. Yeah. That's what we need to do. Well, where did I get cut off? <laughs> uh, you were saying, oh, it was about your, uh, your career uh, or like your split personality wanting to be in the management <laughs> yes. side, but also the performance side. <laughs> do all the things. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and I think you're kind of this way too, where we wear a lot of hats, <laughs> you know, we yes. like take on a lot of, of responsibilities and which is good. We're, we're learning what we're good at and what we can, <laughs> what eventually we can hopefully delegate somewhere else, the things right. that we don't like to do. Um, it's all a learning process, but yeah, I'm just kind of being a sponge and soaking up any knowledge that I can learn, any opportunities that come my way. Um, I just kind of want to do it all (laughs) and get as many 
experiences under my belt as I can in in different avenues, which in turn help our original careers. Yes. So it's all like, you know, it all works together. Um, but yeah, I do definitely enjoy um, more of the management side of things and helping other artists in any way that I can. <clears throat> yeah, because it, it's, it's like that combination of, you know, you're collaborating with people, but you're also like helping to set a, you know, a professional standard with like what you've been working on and you want to, you know, help other people get to a certain standard or, you know, yeah, just so many, so, and so many like, yeah, like you were saying, so many opportunities come from just like trying random music jobs. Cause I feel like people, yeah. for, people forget that like music, like, sure, they might see, a, you know, someone on stage, they might see, you know, they might meet someone who, I don't know, is a venue manager or whatever. But there are also like a ton of like misfits in the music scene, <laughs> like just people who, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, you, there's just a question mark or an asterisk next to their profession, because it's like, yeah, they're a musician. But that was also because they got fired from six other jobs. And now they're here mm-hmm. because they don't they don't have to wake up at 10 they can sleep until 2 p.m but <laughs> then there's the people like us you know like still having that same a desire to be artistic and creative and perform but knowing that if we're gonna do it like you got to be organized and kind of sharpen all your skills to a point and, yeah and just be ready to like yeah pull rank when needed or <laughs> be like this is and what's I mean, happening if you yeah yep exactly and if you really want to have a long-term career in this industry you do have to figure out other <laughs> other ways besides just performing um to actually make money <laughs> so learning the business side of things is definitely a skill that I want to help other original artists with as well, which of course I'm mowing the lawn now, Um, (laughs) which uh, I feel that's one of my favorite parts of my, my producer position in Blue Water Kings is being able to help other artists kind of like learn this skill set that they can take with them to their their own original music and helping them um learn like a different level of like professionalism and like even though you know like being in a performing in a corporate world is not for everyone um and I completely understand like I totally understand the people the original artists who are like I don't ever want to play in a cover band like don't you know blah 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 I get it I totally get it but there are there are some things that can be learned from this world that will really help you in your original world as well um just learning how to like handle yourself in a professional way and and you know knowing learning like I've helped a lot of artists um write up contracts and like learning how to do things like like how do I ask for more money and like stuff like that like I love being able to 
kind of like be a beacon for others in that way. Like it's not just Blue Water Kings. Like I want to help you grow in other areas and hopefully being on a few wedding gigs in your life can help kind of like form this more well-rounded versatility, which you need in order to grow your own original project. Yeah, there's there's definitely like something to be said too about artists who like you and you can hear it kind of in in how they perform or how they write when you when an artist has more experience than just you know kind of being in one sphere and then kind of being plucked Mm -hmm. and made into a pop star um yeah it's like you you hear it in people's playing like oh this person's you know they've done a million bar gigs to 10 people they've done you know weddings cocktail gigs they've played in cover cover bands original bands festival like Mm -hmm. you can just tell like oh yeah this person's got experience because they put themselves in in different uh project opportunities which yeah yeah which i've i yeah i always you know try to find that balance of the yes and the and when to take something um but i never yeah i've i've I've, i haven't limited myself to anything just performance in in a while so it's been nice (laughs) to like yeah that confidence like oh i can yeah i'll jump on a sound gig or i'll jump on a you know i'll make charts for people i'll do something yeah yeah, I mean, in learning, I think one that, that just made me think of learning how to write a set list. <laughs> like that is a huge thing that is way more important than people realize. Like knowing kind of like a formula that works to keep people happy. Um, that's a really important skill. And can help you in the way that you even write your original music or the way like maybe the way that you order your songs on your album like coming up with a cohesive whole project rather than just like I wrote this song first and then I wrote this song you know like people like you want to keep people interested through from start to finish so how do we do that? Well, there is kind of like a formula for that. And you kind of learn that by working in a corporate setting and, and playing, playing in cover bands. You really get to sharpen that skill. So there's so many things that can be carried over that I think people in Blue Water Kings are very appreciative for and notice. And I've watched artists kind of like blossom just from being in Blue Water Kings. Um, and it's really cool to see. I love, I just love that. Yeah, and and, and even at like a, a baseline level too, it's, you know, for like a, if a young player is able to get into Blue Water Kings uh, on their music skill, it's like, okay, you need, you know, you need a certain dress code, that you need a certain, mm-hmm. you know, you need mm-hmm. certain gear, you need certain, you know, like. Yeah. And, and then, so it's like okay just being involved on a basic level it it gets you thinking about upgrading your your rig upgrading your wardrobe upgrading you know mm-hmm. your gigging experience like oh maybe now i'll, I'll get a yeah. cart with this extra money i'm making or maybe i'll get yeah know, it, it it helps you start to think more like 
like almost like a touring professional where you have to like yeah do that triple check before you know driving two and a half hours it's like did i bring enough cables yeah. do i have extras uh-huh. all that stuff <laughs> right and even just how to carry yourself how to act in in a room full of suit and ties <laughs> and how to talk with clients who are paying you a lot of money um just, right. you know there's which are all things that like you know hopefully like a lot of those clients um I know musicians who have been able to book gigs off of you know someone being at the wedding and being like whoa dude I love your stuff um I want to follow you on social media or whatever and then they might hire them for something so it's like learning how to carry yourself in a certain professional manner um is a very 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 important skill to have yeah i i think of um this was a wedding i got outside of a, a blue water kings offer and it was uh a couple who uh they came and saw me play at the the listening room and mm-hmm. they were like oh we'd love to hire your jazz trio for like some dinner music and and like a cocktail hour and i was like sweet and then from that they were like and maybe you could help us, you know, just plan the whole music thing. Like we'd love to have a, a pianist and a cellist play the ceremony. And then, you know, once that was all kind of agreed on, they went and saw me play because they started following me and they saw, saw that I was playing at um, the listening lawn with earth radio and they came out and saw that. And they were like, wow, like the, this band, like you're, the, we saw yeah. you there and here. And then now that, you know, we hired Hannah from it. <laughs> Because they were like, that's yes. sick. we need to have that singer on our wedding. And I'm like, Yes, well, exactly. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> Yeah. It it's it's like it totally just turned into um and then he showed up. I think he was at the Mark Lavengood show too. He was just following Great. all the random bands I was playing around town in. <laughs> uh Great. but yeah, it's a perfect example of like someone saw me do one thing and then all they had to do was ask and now their wedding's planned (laughs) yeah yeah it's a trickle down effect yeah I had a couple of clients come to my album release party a couple years ago oh nice yeah like that was so cool and I wasn't expecting it at all they had just randomly emailed me and were like hey Danielle we'd love to come hear you sing like let, let us know when is the next opportunity we can come hear you sing I was like oh as a matter of fact I'm releasing an album and I'm having a party for it this weekend and he just showed up it was so cool wow these are like lifelong relationships that you build with people from from these corporate settings yeah and it's it's interesting too like i i don't get a ton of like repeat you know like oh it's this person and then this person's brother and then i happen to play both weddings Mm -hmm. but i still see the like the positive you know, like the other weekend, even though it got rained out because everything got flooded, um, <laughs> we, uh, yeah. you know, the client was like, he's like, oh, you were at so-and-so's wedding and I knew I I just had to hire you. And I was like, that's cool. Like that other people can vouch for my employment. <laughs> yeah, <Like that. laughs> definitely. Um, Very cool. Love that. Yeah. And you, so you have the uh when you say wearing many hats i saw the um was it lake effects the publishing thing yeah 
Is that like yeah. a, still a baby or is it like figuring it, it out as you go? It is, <laughs> it's kind of a baby. Yeah. I mean, so that's, it's a group of us that are writing music kind of like specifically for sync opportunities. So for more commercial opportunities. And that is kind of just like a long game. <laughs> like it's, it's right. definitely a, it's not a short term game. It's a long game. Um, but yeah, we've got a ton of music out there. Um, it just needs to find its right home. <laughs> right. So eventually, once we start getting a couple of placements, then it'll be more of a like you got to build relationships with these music supervisors and these publishing companies. Um, so yes, in the long term, I'm hoping that can be more of a financially stable opportunity. Um, but regardless, it's been super fun just writing music with some of the most talented people on the planet and um, and also has stretched me um, and pushed me kind of outside of my comfort zone as we're trying to write music in different genres. So, you know, like I'm sharpening those skills too. Like writing for specific niche needs is not something that I, that comes naturally for me. It's something that you have to work for. So that's been that's been really good for me. Yeah, I can imagine the like I I, I did some some sync stuff with Kevin uh Dupree years ago. Um Yeah. And I I liked that the process was was very like like you you had a a very clear like goal of like oh I, mm-hmm. I think he wanted like I think I was there to record like different jazz blues like oh it's different keys different tempos different mm-hmm. backbeats different and and that was a fun challenge to like on the fly have to be like okay how well do I really know how to replicate some of these styles um yeah and yeah it just uh, it a good another sharpener of of your skills (laughs) yeah yeah I know and Kevin is so good so good at that stuff and he I mean there's just nothing that Kevin can't do (laughs) yeah it's he's he's he's, proven he can do a lot (laughs) yeah that's for sure yeah yeah he's actually producing my new original stuff as well oh nice yeah yeah Yeah, that's a good uh, I mean, I, I'm curious to see like how, like moving to California, like what things that will afford him. I mean, I know probably a ton of, you know, can't even quantify what opportunities could happen, but (laughs) it seems like a good place for someone who like can, it's funny because he, he plays so many instruments and he can be on stage he can play whatever mm-hmm. but then he's also yeah. got this really like you know a strong foundation for like the background part of it also which is yeah which is great <laughs> yeah and he's just really great at learning whatever he doesn't know already like he just picks it up whatever you need him to do he can learn it in a day it's kind yeah. of it's like pretty annoying sometimes yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> is there anything that you're not good at please just give me one thing just just let me have one thing (laughs) 
Yes. Can I just do better at you at one thing? <laughs> no, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's been uh, a good spot in in Nashville now that I don't know how much you've been in now that the city's opened up, but or is it different in Tennessee than Michigan <laughs> in terms of like COVID lifting and all that? Yeah, it's been open for quite a while. And I mean, like downtown has been crazy for it really never shut down. And even wow. I, I mean, yeah, there's just there's so much money down there those bars make so much money that getting a citation means nothing to them. So like, like Kid Rock's bar shut down so many times in the last year for <laughs> violating how many people that they had in there. And it just doesn't, it doesn't matter. Whatever. They shut down for 24 hours and then they open up again and it's packed again. And it's, it doesn't matter. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. I don't, I don't, I try to avoid downtown as much as possible. Um, my one of my favorite venues is called Third and Lindsley. Um, and that's a good venue that hosts an array of different types of music, um, original, typically original music. Um, I one of my favorite bands to see is called the Time Jumpers, is a band that Vince Gill used to be in. Um, it's a western swing band <laughs> so it's it's a really cool it's just a bunch of old dudes that have been around forever have played with anyone and everyone and now they have a band together and they're just so amazing and it's like jazz but instead of a horn section it's a fiddle section <laughs> oh. there's three fiddle players so it's so cool fun and they they actually play every monday night at third and lindsley so i try to go see them every once in a while um that's really fun um i haven't really ventured out too much outside of that yet i know that there are there is a place here called the listening room that's also a great venue for original music um but yeah i I haven't ventured out too much yet. I need to start putting myself out there a little bit more. I've been like, now that I'm like, oh, oh the animals are stirring. Um, now that I'm, uh, and now that really there's no excuse to stay home, like I really, I really need to get out there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely, I know it took me a second to like get used to, I think it was the trip up to the UP I did, you know, in May with um, the Earth Radio folks, that was the first time, mm -hmm. you know, testing the waters of like, all right, I don't have to wear a mask in this gas station. <laughs> How does this yeah. feel? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely like, you know, thinking in terms of downtowns, like, you know, back 40 saloon and the Bob and like all these places Ugh. are just like, just wow. over overflowing the worst people oversaturated i know <laughs> right exactly it's, it's all the people that you don't want to see <laughs> yeah it's, it's all the people that regardless of any pandemic you you wouldn't want to be around <laughs> right exactly it's exactly just, yeah and 
it 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 was almost good that the residencies kind of ended as that started picking up a lot more um so mm-hmm. i didn't have to go downtown as much um yeah because it, it it's translated to some good things um like the two shows i did at city built brewing they they kind of have a flatbed trailer truck stage that has you know a simple okay. pa and it's along the river across from the yeah from the business and there's a social zone there now so people like you know put drinks to go up on the you know at some ordering window or they they yeah. order carry out and then they can just hang out by the stage with their food and drinks and i think that's like i, I feel like a lot of cities did that as like okay we'll just let you drink anywhere <laughs> if you right come back and spend money here <laughs> right yeah <laughs> um yeah there's definitely a point that i think people get to where it's like just do what you need to do and you know it's like better to ask for forgiveness and for permission sometimes right (laughs) so i think a lot of of businesses and restaurants and stuff are kind of getting to that point where it's like we just uh, in order for us to survive like we gotta do this gotta do something yeah we gotta do something um Oh, yeah. when you when you mentioned Vince Gill, it reminded me that the other day I found an old music folder from like high school when I was doing, um, you know, I played clarinet in, in high school band, and uh, it was a folder that had Christmas music in it, and then I saw that it was autographed by Vince Gill, and I forgot that. Oh my gosh! I forgot that like we had played some random holiday event. I think it was like. I think it was like a bunch of different high school bands were just playing in the lobby of the Van Andel for some like Christmas event. And, and, or no, it was because Vince Gill and what Amy Grant probably, or um, they, they were doing a concert for the holidays and, and the lead up to it was just other parts of the city, you know, like, Oh, this high school band or this local band playing Christmas stuff. And yeah, I was like, Oh, I, I don't That's think this funny. is wor- worth a lot more than sentimental, but it's just an interesting <laughs> yeah, find. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's fun. That's cool. I love Vince Gill. He's yeah. special. <clears throat> um, that's cool. Yeah. Did uh, Were you moving to Nashville cold, or was it like you had some friends you could kind of get at? I mean, I guess we both know like Max Brown and some other folks, but um, and you've done some stuff with him for what, like the Spread the Music Festival, I think this year. Yeah. 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 He did that with me this year. <laughs> yeah, actually. So it's kind of funny. I had actually never met Max Brown until I moved here. Uh... Um, we had, I mean, we, we knew a lot of the same people, but we had never met until I moved here. Um, but yeah, he's been, he's been a great resource and is always good about like telling me about opportunities that I need to get involved in and stuff. Um, I actually moved down here with one of my best friends. She lives with me. So we moved together, which that was super great. Like I could, I couldn't imagine moving down here by myself without really anyone. So that was really helpful to be able to have someone. Um, and I have met a few people here and there. And then also 
Jim Shaneberger. Um, oh, right. Who, yeah, so he moved, him and his family moved down here a couple of years ago. Um, and I'm really close with their family. So I've spent a lot of time with them. Um, but I'm still, uh, by the end of this summer, I'll start having some gigs with the Emerald Empire Band, which is the sister band to Blue Water King. So then I'll start to finally like network with other musicians down here. Um, really looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was kind of cold. Like I didn't really know a ton of people, a few people here and there, but um, it was more just like, I just got to do it. <laughs> just figure it out as you go, right? Right. Um, yeah. But I've been I've been really lucky, and I've I've met some really really awesome people who have been very helpful. And I actually am working part time as a personal assistant for a music producer. Um, oh, nice. And that is yeah, that's gonna be that has already opened a lot of doors, and will continue to open some more doors, and could lead to other more full time opportunities. So. Um, yeah, slowly but surely, <laughs> it's coming along. Yeah, it's you know you can only do you can only do so much in general, but yeah, to move during a a pandemic, <laughs> and then like to have yeah to have anything uh, you know within the first year that's like that's already probably feeling huge. <laughs> right. Just be able to yeah, do something. Yeah, and I've been <laughs> yeah, and I definitely was enjoying not having to talk to people <laughs> and you know I was really really enjoying just just me and Jacqueline at home and our dog and our cat like that was really all I needed to be happy for a long time and so now it's like oh I guess I should dust off the cobwebs and you know <laughs> make some new friends and start being social but man it's hard yeah, I I was thinking about that. I I took Monday off and because I was just feeling really tired and and I was like, why do I feel so like drained? Like it's you know I'm not. I I mean I am busy, but I'm not as busy as like you know pre pandemic 2020. Mm -hmm. And I had to remind myself that's like, oh yeah, I've I haven't like there's there's the like the gig energy of like you know, I could be on stage for three sets, play, have, you know, pack up, tear down, you know, all the things related to gigging, but it was, it was the social aspect that was super draining of just forgetting yeah. like, oh yeah, this is what a hundred micro hellos feel like. <laughs> just having yeah. to like, like, hi, oh, hello, boy. hi, hey, hello, hi. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I feel that. I totally get it. Yeah. And I've, I've also realized that, I mean, I think like the busier you are, the better you are at managing your time. So like there is this like threshold of getting back to being busy. It's like, we, I have forgotten to manage my time appropriately. So it feel, even though I'm not as busy as I used to be, it feels like 10 times crazier because it's like, I don't know how to, I forgot how to do this. I forgot how to manage my time appropriately. And like, it's a learning curve. 
Yeah, and having to re- like being able to plan for the future again is is a tricky thing to get back onto with like I know with Earth Radio like we're we're going to have a very sparse fall in terms of shows and we're really trying to work on having 2022 kind of look like our year in 2019 where we were I think we were doing like three at least three shows a weekend um like a uh, Thursday through a Saturday or a Friday, Saturday, you know, double header yeah. or, you know, some kind of fr- yeah. like just doing, doing like a ton of shows and having that, you know, really kind of feel like progress. <laughs> just like, Oh, we're at all these festivals. Yeah. We're playing all these shows. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's weird. How, like I know for me, it was like checking my emails. A thing that was still like I'm still getting more comfortable with it. Um, mm-hmm. it. You know, going from like checking it obsessively to like forgetting I didn't check it in a week. <laughs> like right. that's a big big difference. <laughs> yeah, why is email like one of the most stressful things? I feel very stressed about my email too. It's so it's such a weird thing. <laughs> and it's it's like for me it's like partially because I have so many accounts. Like I just have, you know, I have a like a personal email, my personal business email, Earth Radio's email, you know, w- when Crooked Tree was yeah. do, trying to do stuff it was like that email and then uh yep. I made emails for uh blushing monk and when i was working with august and and then those were like okay they're not using those so i'll just you know have those emails send to my business one and now i'm just getting you know three different inboxes all sent to one oh my goodness overwhelming so many and then most of them are like overwhelming you know a combination of like it's it's a like a a groupon for something i'm not going to use and then you know, a Sweetwater yeah, ad, and then <laughs> mm-hmm. just so many emails Definitely. about little things. Um, but it there is a, a a little part of me that's it. It's nice to have a a schedule, a busy schedule again. But also, I like that I'm doing a busy schedule, but really trying to focus on having the right kind of busy schedule and not the constantly reactive busy schedule. <laughs> yeah, just, a good balance. Yeah. Just being able to be like, yeah, you know, like, like Monday, like I could feel comfortable taking a day off if I'm like, I, I literally like left to try to go to third coast and my brain was just like, you don't want to do this. This is not, you're tired. You've, <laughs> you've had, these crazy gigs the last few days and just sleep get some sleep (laughs) um because yeah it if anything last year also proved that i i will do work in the absence of my industry (laughs) i will continue to Mm. do work even if there is nothing happening in the industry (laughs) so it's it's like working's the easier part now it's like the the life balance is the thing to work on (laughs) totally i totally get that i feel that a thousand percent it's still i think it's gonna 
I think it's still going to take some time for people to find the right balance. But I'm glad that people are starting to. I'm really yes. glad that we're that that we have all started to uh, pay more attention to mental health, and that's now more important than ever in like the work industry, in the workforce, and um, just like companies like Mitten Brewing, where they're where they're um, I don't know if you know, but they're, they're one of their newest beers that they've launched. Um, the proceeds are paying for their they're offering mental health counseling for all of their employees by from the proceeds of this beer. Like wow. that, like more companies need to be doing that. Like that is so huge, so cool. Like they've partnered with these other companies. I don't know if they've partnered with like a counseling center or something, but um, like that is just amazing. And like I, I hope that that is setting the new standard. I hope that more companies are going to be are going to see that kind of thing and are going to follow suit because we need that. We need a lot more of that. Yeah. Or I, I even think of like, like Isan, he uh, just did my artwork sticker artwork for this month, but he also um, made some uh, art designs on shirts and they coincide with the artwork he did for um was it ginger smiles i think is the name of the the beer the, the founders partnered with okay. to make like a a beer with custom artwork and custom merch that he's that able to so sell cool. um yeah it's like uh who else is doing I, I hear a lot about mitten brewing just being a you know a cool business and mm-hmm. I, I saw some of their posts peak pandemic stress and it was like oh these guys understand that they they have human beings that work for them (laughs) yeah yeah they're great they're super great yeah and it's well and and it, it was also a reminder too of like it's like the things that I like about certain businesses how they conduct themselves it's like oh i could just apply that to my life like why am i not budgeting for certain things that would be beneficial right. like that right um, and that's well yeah just talking about it and the awareness has been beneficial for everyone yeah and i've i've been telling people about well now i'm i'm i i'm for sure sold out massages that's a new thing that i mm, yeah really so. like want to commit to you know, if I could get to weekly, like that's the goal. Um, Woo, and, do it. And then uh, uh, I've been telling a lot more people about um, those like sensory deprivation tank sessions. Oh, the, have you done one? Yeah, I've done them. I started in October was my first one. Um, it's at this spot in East Town called Float. <laughs> um, and it's yeah it's just super it like i could see if if you're like claustrophobic it might be a trip but uh it's not that like i can in the tank i can almost stand up in it and the water's not deep enough it's just deep enough where you could float but not enough where you feel like you need to tread water or something right 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 um yeah, because most cool. people 
people are like, what's the point of sitting in a dark chamber? I'm like, it's a paid excuse to just not care about the world for a second. Yeah. And, and just breathe uh, and yeah. relax and melt. <laughs> um, yeah, we all need to just melt for a little yeah. bit. <laughs> all the, just, just melt into a... Although I'm seeing the... I mean, I don't know how hot it is in Nashville right now, but I've been seeing like it's some of the outdoor gigs that I've been doing. Um, I guess the rain has helped aside from where it flooded that one gig, but um, the other, uh, uh, the other day having a wedding outdoors where it was like just rainy enough, it was still really humid. And I'm just like, I'm like, Oh yeah, this is another thing I forgot about gigging when you're hauling equipment in hot sun. <laughs> just hoping it'll go away <laughs> sticky weather uh yeah no it's definitely it's miserably hot here <laughs> it is very hot yeah i i uh i'm i'm hopeful that you know the heat i know this doesn't correlate but in my head i'm like oh the heat now means that maybe it'll be a warmer fall and that'll be great for when we have some outdoor gigs in the fall (laughs) yeah just (laughs) um yeah yeah so are you when you're uh i guess i should have brought this up when we were talking about kevin but when you were working on new music with him has that been like have you done any in-person sessions like flown out there for a chunk or has it all been like just diligent remote work from home or something? Uh, so it's been mostly remote for my original stuff. I was, I did fly out to LA in November um, and we did work on some sync stuff, some other stuff, but we didn't, we weren't working on my original stuff then. Um yeah, it's been all remote for all of my original stuff right now, which is going really well, all things considered. And I'm really like grateful that we're able to do that. Um, definitely in the future, like there will be there will be times where uh, I will just it's got to be in person for me. But the the songs that I'm releasing this summer we're mostly kind of like mostly just like definitely primarily piano and vocals, which I can do myself. So that it's worked well for what, for the songs that I have right now, it's worked out really well. Um, And then one of my songs has uh, strings on it, which this chick out in LA did. um, And it's so amazing. She actually, she plays for the vitamin string quartet. And oh, okay. she wrote and performed these strings, string parts for my song. It's just like out of this world amazing. Um, and I had another friend out in LA do bass and guitar for one of my songs. Um, but then other than that, it's been all just me and Kevin doing everything. Nice. That's probably good to yeah. just also have that experience too, because it, you know, it it doesn't necessarily set a trend of of like oh i'm always going to be recording remote but there are it's probably great to just have like 
I, I feel like just making demos and being able to have like real time feedback from like other people and not feel like, well, I'm just recording yeah. this for me and hopefully it sounds good. And <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to being able to go out there again. Yes. Yeah. I, I haven't been to LA since 2014 and I really want to go again um and figure out i want to it's like a combination of wanting to see some of the people i met when i was out there you know all those years ago for ralph alessi's uh what was it the school of improv or whatever <laughs> improvised music oh cool uh, it was like a cool. it ended up being like a free jazz intensive where it was focusing on using free jazz as a communication tool rather than just this nebulous like play whatever you want and uh, who cares <laughs> it it was more yeah. like it, it was like you could use it as a transitional thing you could use it as a textural thing you could use it as a you know an interactive improv thing you can uh, mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah it's like some of those people and um i think of like uh i had uh logan kane and paul cornish uh uh played a a show with them at uh hugo's place and um they're both in a band uh thumpasaurus and it's full of a lot of like la jazzer types that made a kind of like a it's like a talking heads devo kind of modern rock funk art band. (laughs) And and it's (laughs) just, it's like, it's like goofy on the surface, but then it's like all the people involved are like, Oh, the keyboard player went to the monk Institute. The bass player plays with, you know, David Binney and like all these, you know, Lewis Cole and all these jazz adjacent people. And, um, but yeah, they're just like a goofy funk Devo. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. But yeah, yeah. I I I can't wait to get back out to LA when it's back to normal and I can actually experience the full the full experience. Yeah, I remember just going uh, to see a show at the piano bar. Um, The West Coast Get Down has a well, I assume they'd still have it, but uh, they have a residency on Wednesdays and the, and the West Coast Get Down is kind of, it's basically like uh, another name for like the people involved in Kamasi Washington's band. So it's okay. like some nights are like, oh, you could see Thundercat and his brother on drums and, you know, uh, Brandon Coleman who plays keys and uh yeah. And then other times you'll get like, I think the night we went, it was like the horn players who play with Kamasi minus Kamasi. And then uh, uh, Carlito Del Puerto who played, you know, he's recorded with, you know, Latin Grammy winners and Chick Corea and all these people. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, Great. But it, it, yeah, it was just that thing of like, oh, this is just like, this is just somebody's like spot. Like this is down the block from somebody's house and they're just here drinking like, oh, it's got live music. And meanwhile, I'm here like freaking out about 
<laughs> right, like, you know right. who's in this yeah. bandstand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. And Nashville's a lot like that too, which is really cool. And just have you seen uh who do I keep seeing on my feed? Dan- Daniel Donato, <laughs> the the cosmic country guitar player. <laughs> Oh, no, I haven't. I know who you're talking about. I haven't seen him live, no. Yeah. Like I, just, I said, I don't get out much, but. <laughs> You've seen all these I need people. To. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, I don't know, it's cool, like, seeing people like yourself move into a new spot and, like, take those, that that chance <laughs> that that mode yeah and it's like not even it's funny because it's like you know i imagine some people are like oh she's she's gonna go do she's gonna follow a dream and meanwhile you're like i actually have experience and a plan and it's like people i work with already and (laughs) yeah and yeah and And it's like we don't know what the dream is yet (laughs) right yeah who knows what you'll be doing in 10 years that's that that's always been the funny part about like people who ask creative types like where do you see yourself in five years it's like i don't know anything could happen in five years (laughs) yeah yeah i want to continue to do different things i don't i mean it's not just like i'm not like i didn't like move out here and become like a famous country singer (laughs) right you know like that's kind of like what people assume is country is like the bottom of my list when it comes to genres that I want to be singing right um but there's that's not all Nashville is (laughs) like it's music city of the country like at like all the studios all of the genres all of the things all the touring agencies like this is a hub for all of it and so you if you really want to get involved you really got to move to a hub Right. So that's kind of just what I'm doing. Yeah, it's so funny thinking like I think of like Evan Taylor who he's in Miami now. Mm. Um and mm-hmm. he just posted a video about collaborating with um like I don't know who was leading he tagged people who were leading the project and I forgot to look them up, but the the song had like you know it was one of those where it's like it's a remote collab and there's opportunity to like you know oh it's a crazy melody we'll have horns synth guitar you know like bass all doing this crazy head or something um and it had uh justin lee schultz and uh what's her oh name God, yeah. uh mohini day the indian bass player who's i mean oh sweet yeah she's like she's like one of those that you listen to her play and you're like oh that's like that's her culture and then she also listened to fusion and then she also like developed her own cool things about the bass um but i just thought it was interesting that evan got on it because you'd think like you know like oh justin lee schultz like he's in michigan like i bet that's how the connect happened mm-hmm. and it's like nope there's just people who know people in a chain of people and some people yeah. probably asked and it's just these these moments of like being asked and 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 you're already prepared to do it and you just do it and just keep getting more contacts in a place that you exactly. barely know 
Exactly. Yeah. It's, and it's all about who, you know, it really is. And like you just said, like you just, you meet people and then they introduce you to people and then it comes full circle and you meet people from your hometown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And you're like, how long have you been here? It's like, oh, I've been here 10 yeah. years. What? <laughs> right. Yeah. Keep talking. I'm just letting my dog out. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I like the, um, I don't know, the, the camaraderie that comes from like knowing a bunch of people in a lot of different cities and you it's like it's the type of friend that is like like you know you can hit them up to chat but you also know that um there's like a mutual support like oh i support you hustling out there in new york and i know you're supporting Mm -hmm. what i'm doing in in west michigan like um it helps feel like yeah, there's like there's obviously being in a city center is the best option <laughs> to like experience yeah. how that feels, but it is nice to see the music community becoming more like more like willing to collaborate across you know yeah countries and like more widespread. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's cool to see what like, you know, you get on a I think of like Eddie Codrington, he just got out of plane to go to or maybe he drove i don't know he went to new york or he's in new york right now and he posted on his story is like first photo shoot day hope these turn out well and then the name on the reel is emmanuel wilkins and i'm like he's like blue notes like darling right now (laughs) it's like him and braxton cook are like the two you know sides of the jazz coin for young artists and and it's like that's cool that you're the thing you did in Kalamazoo like that translated to you know an opportunity just going into a city and cold calling someone <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so cool yeah very cool I'm excited to see I don't know going forward now that yeah things opening back up seeing people like getting back on the road getting back in studios back mm-hmm. at you know all these ideas that have been pent up collaborations waiting to happen it's all gonna happen <laughs> yeah yep definitely we're on the right track on the right track <laughs> <laughs> well yeah this has been really fun <laughs> and i yeah, feel like it's, i it's need to great i feel like i need to come visit you and see the city <laughs> you do yes <laughs> absolutely anytime and bring the whole band yeah this is earth radio band trip <laughs> yes do it that would be so fun yeah love that. uh so where should people find you on like all, all your music all your socials all that good stuff yeah so you can find my music on all the things all the streaming major streaming platforms um danielle cosby I did successfully change my artist name from Danielle to Danielle Kowski this year. There you go. At least I think successfully on most platforms it's switched over. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And Instagram and Facebook, Danielle.Songstress. I actually am having, my website is being built right now and will be launching probably in the next week, week or two. So that'll be DanielleKowski.com. 
Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for carving out time and coming on the podcast and all that. <laughs> yeah, it's just been great. It was great catching up with you, and this is perfect timing for my single "Better People," which is coming out on July 11th. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. So yeah. That, so. That's coming up soon. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So everybody, pre-save. Pre-save. Go listen on July 11th. Do it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> do the thing. Yeah. Help a girl out. <laughs> Support an artist. <laughs> yeah. New city. <laughs>